Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast right? <laughs> Broadcast Network right now. Wow, you think after saying that a couple hundred times, you would have that? I would have that down smoothly. But nonetheless, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you're wondering who the heck is Joshua T. Berglund, ah, well, I'm known as the world's mayor because I believe in elevating everyone around me. I believe that everyone deserves the chance to succeed. And uh, my wife and I live our life in service to other people. We are blessed to have a nonprofit media uh, and multimedia broadcast network where we serve those that are underprivileged, the people that are inner city, people with troubled past. Uh, we give full serv media services away, but our heart is the youth in our Voices for the Voiceless Youth program. Uh, because, look, we believe with all our hearts that media is the most powerful medium in the world and moving into the new world, we will be all media companies. That is, if we don't want to merge with machine or uh, allow AI to take our jobs. I believe with everything in me that knowing media is your key to freedom. Now, obviously, I have my faith and I believe that that is the ultimate freedom. But the same person that gave me that freedom uh, started giving me these visions a long time ago. And so everything that we do is in service to those that have been left behind, those that have been cast aside, those that have been uh, have rejected or even blackballed from the church. You're our people. We love misfits. We love the people that have been labeled degenerates and junkies and everything else. That is our heart uh, because we believe that God's purpose for your life is just as important as anyone else's. So we love you and that's why we're here to serve. I'm also blessed uh, to be able to produce TV uh, film and events. Um, and so if you ever are in need of any of these services, or you're just looking to understand, if you if you want to understand a media a little bit more, feel free to reach out anytime. Um, look, it's it. this is our, our heart's passion. Uh, I've been blessed to be able to do a lot of really cool things in my life. And it's all because I learned media. And uh, I, re I recognize that not everybody has $25,000, $30,000 laying around. And this is why we serve the people we serve, because not everyone has that. I was one of those people. And I, frankly, I don't know if I have $30,000 to go uh, pay for a course now anyway. So thank God I can teach it. Anyway, um, thank you for that. And thank you to everyone who's supported The Devil Inside Me film and our book. Thank you. Um, you can see that uh, little scan code there. You can scan that if you would like to buy it on ebook, paperback, or hardcover. And to the last two things before we get into our guest, because I am so excited about him, you guys are going to be too. Um, as you know, as I mentioned on every broadcast now, um, I am passionate about plastic pollution. So this partnership with Pathwater means a lot to me because not only do I drink it, but I drink this water. And you were thinking, well, what? It's, it's a water bottle. Well, it's a reusable water bottle. And for the $2 that you pay for this bottle, you can reuse it as many times as you want. In fact, I've got character flaws all over my bottle, dents and lumps and everything else, still using it. Plastic poisons our water, poisons our oceans, poisons our animals, and in turn, it poisons us. It poisons your children. It poisons everyone. We should care about plastic pollution. And if you don't, please educate yourself so you can learn about the poisons that are in our foods. So thank you, Pathwater. Um, we love this partnership. And also State and Liberty, thank you so much for supporting um, 
supporting this uh, this broadcast or foundation uh, with hooking me up with the suit. Thank you. I love this suit. I get to wear it every broadcast. And um, I appreciate this because, look, suits don't fit me. I'm a big guy. And uh, frankly, my weight fluctuates in and out quite a bit because some days I like to eat a lot and some days I don't. <laughs> so I need a suit that can move with me and grow with me and allow me to do karate kicks when I need to. Anyway, thank you for being here. God bless you. This is going to be a lot of fun. So our guest today is something I'm inspired by. I know my nickname's the world's mayor. And look, it's not an ego thing. It really is. a. It's my heart's passion to elevate everyone around me. But part of that is is understanding. Look, we can label and stereotype. We can, we know, and frankly, if you're from America and you haven't traveled and we're looking at what happens around the world, it's really hard to put ourselves in that situation. In one of these situations that we uh, discuss or one of the situations here in America and other countries that you hear a lot about is immigration. And everyone seems to have a really strong opinion about it. And, and I get it. I really, really do. But frankly, I'm one of the people that believe that what makes America so freaking awesome to live in is that, well, you know, we, we, we are a nation built by immigrants. And so, and, and again, immigration, there's a right way, there's a wrong way, but there's a lot of strong opinions. And our next guest is somebody that has not only written a book on it, but I would say his story is something that I will shed a lot of light on what immigration really is and for people that are being forced into immigrating to other countries because who really wants to leave home? I mean, I did and I did, but who really wants to leave their home, their comforts of their home, their country because of some senseless, insane war that anyway, I'm not going to go down that wormhole. But the fact is, there's a lot about immigration that we don't know. There's a lot about immigration I don't know. And so with that, I am super excited to bring on an amazing guest right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome you, Mr. Erez Agam. Oh, mercy me. Kill me. <laughs> Agam. Mercy. Oh, man. 
this is when I wish I had that rewind moment because my brain started thinking of all the other questions I wanted to ask you as I'm trying to pronounce your last name and butchered it. Would you please correct me? Just Agam, Agam, A-G-A-M, Agam. Agam, all right. My brother, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is long overdue. I am honored to have you and please forgive me for not pronouncing your last name right. But I am seriously grateful for you because this is a topic for me that I find very, very interesting. Um, I think the media uh, absolutely uh, persuades a lot of people's opinion, but with the media, you don't get a lot of facts. So I'm honored to have you because one is somebody that has a global mission and somebody that wants to work and serve all over the world. And I want to understand this, this plight that immigrants go through because, you know, frankly, I don't believe that everyone really wants to be relocated. So I'm excited to get into these subjects and everything, and then anything else that's on your heart too. But with that said, what are you grateful for today, man? I'm grateful for my health, uh, physically, mentally. Uh, I'm grateful that I have the ability to face difficulties, to, to face difficulties, to beat difficulties. I'm able to uh, understand them. And uh, for the experience I've gained in my life so far. I like that. So what was it like growing up in Israel? Well, first of all, uh, I would like to thank you for your wonderful introduction. It's awesome to be here. And, um, you know, I must say um, that, uh, you know, a lot of people are interested. You know, it's a, it's a holy land, let's say this, for, for many, many uh, people as they see it. Um, but, uh, the fact of, of, of the matter is, um, it's not, um, I, I never actually felt, uh, that I, uh, belonged there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of tension, um, to live in a Middle Eastern country, you know, it's not, you, you do not have a 100%, uh, let's say a, a comfortable life. Let's say this, I mean, there's a lot of tension, political issues. Um, you know, it's 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 not 100% perfect. Let's say this. Uh, now, I I understand tourists and and visitors. They really like you know the holy places and and they like to travel. Sure. Um, but living is 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 a different thing. Um, and. Um, you know, growing up, I, I, you know, and, and this is what, 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 what happened to me, actually. Um, ever since I, I, I remember myself, I, I thought about uh, immigration. Um, I was very, very curious as a, as a child. And uh, I always wondered what it's like to live elsewhere. How, how can I experience new cultures? Uh, how is it to, to, to have a different life? Um, and, um, you know, back then, uh, you know, I was a kid, I, I, I didn't have any difficulties, but I was very, very curious, um, about this topic of immigration. And when we say immigration, um, you know, it's immigration is a very, very powerful, uh, word, uh, unlike relocation or a regular movement, you know, people tend to, 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 to confuse because um, if you're relocating or if you're moving to, a, to another country, you're not fully committed to staying in that country. Now, for me, immigration 
um, it's a commitment, first of all. It's a commitment because an immigrant will leave his, his uh, native country um, in order to, uh, to get to his final destination and to stay in that destination for a lifetime. And this is what I wanted to do. Um, and as I grew up, you know, Joshua, I, I travel into many, many countries. I, I had this curiosity inside of me. And I, I remember that every, every chance I, I had, I just, you know, I, I would travel uh, into a different destination. That's why I was able to gain lots of uh, uh, traveling experience as well. Um, and then I, I reached a certain point and then I decided to immigrate myself. Now, uh, after I reached that decision, um, I needed to choose, to, to choose my destination. You know, our, our world is huge. It's a huge place. And you have a lot of countries, a lot of countries. Uh, now, when you say the word immigration, you immediately think about the U.S. Um, now, people, uh, people immediately think about the U.S. because the U.S. used to be the number one immigration destination. Uh, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even now. Um, but obviously our world is, is changing all the time. And now uh, more and more people are coming to Europe, uh, especially to Germany. Really? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah is yeah. that where you are now, is Germany? Exactly. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So um, I, I... And I'll tell you why... Um, why did I choose Germany? Um, you know, the, the, there are, as, I, as I mentioned, there are lots of countries out there. So after I've done my, my depth study, I chose Germany for uh, the, for the full, following four reasons. Number one, uh, low cost of living and apartment rent, while other, other large cities in the world uh, have a, a high cost of living, such as New York, London, for example, uh, Berlin's cost of living is is pretty low, um, with re reasonable apartment renting prices, um, and uh, it's not, by the way, all industrial. Uh, there are a lot of green areas, and um, in some areas, it's actually forbidden to build skyscrapers. Um, so it's very very nice, actually, uh, very quiet, very comfortable. Uh, the European lifestyle, as you may know. Uh, the second reason, Joshua, uh, was the strong economy and the low crime rate. Uh, Germany has uh, the strongest economy in, in Europe, and it provides uh, a very good conditions um, and benefits for its residents and citizens. It's also combined a social economy uh, model with a, with a capitalistic one. And, um, and the country uh, is ranked as, um, as a country with a, with a low crime rate, as I stated, and it feels really safe to walk around uh, the streets in, uh, in major cities. So as a, as a resident or citizen, uh, you will be able to enjoy uh, a high quality of life. Now, let, let's focus for a second. Um, let's focus on the social economic model. Now, uh, for me, it was very, very- uh, Were you about to make an argument for socialism? No, 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 no. I'm just. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm curious because I've never heard a good one, and I thought you were about to give me one. So, no, I'm no. getting kind of excited because that's what America is about to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so continue. Is, so, so, so the thing is, if you look at Europe today, you have countries like Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Norway. Um, those countries 
there are more social economic model uh, oriented. Um, and what does it mean exactly? It means that uh, you, you get to live a very high quality of life. There is a mutual uh, relationship between you and the government. And why is that good? It's good because as a salaried employee, you have rights, um, you have benefits, uh, healthcare, um, and it's not all 100% capitalistic. Now, uh, wait, 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 what's that word again? 100% capitalistic. Oh, capitalistic. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, I wanted to make sure I, I love your accent, but you know, just for clarification, no problem. <laughs> sure. It could have been anything else. So, yeah. So, um, so there are, um, so, so we're talking about a high quality of life. Now, if you live in 100% capitalistic country, um, it's easier for you when uh, you know how to create capital, when you know how to generate income. Sure. But for those, you know, not not all of us, we were not uh, all uh, meant to be entrepreneurs, all right? Uh, some people may find it hard to to generate money. You know, it's 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 all about how how you're born and 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 your your skills and so on. So for those people, you know, you need to take care of of of, of those people too. Uh, and that's why I like this model because this model covers everything basically. If you want to get rich, you can get rich, okay. If you want to to be a salaried employee uh, and and you know and work in a company, you can do that with with dignity and and honesty, and everything is fine. So it doesn't have to be one hundred percent capitalistic. It doesn't have to be one hundred percent um uh to the other uh, side to the to, to social uh soci socialistic uh, model uh, it's it's kind of like in between and this is uh this this was my second reason um the third reason is my possession of of uh, an israeli passport and i'll explain this this one uh so after i've been doing my my research i found that uh germany allows uh, israelis to search uh for job opportunities within its borders without requiring a specific visa to do so. So uh, I knew that in case I will uh, go there and find a job, uh, I will be able to stay uh, and do the whole bureaucratic procedure from within uh, German borders. Um, and um, in case you are, uh, by the way, just for you to know, and the viewers, uh, in case you are a citizen of the following countries, you also have an option uh, of arriving to Germany without a visa. Uh, and these are the following countries, United States, Canada, Israel, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Japan, and South Korea. Really? Uh, exactly. So uh, you, you can come to Germany, uh, find a job, and, and once you do, you can do the bureaucratic procedure for, from within and stay. You don't have to leave the country. And this was very, very appealing to me. Um, the fourth reason was my desire to learn a new language. For many immigrants, learning a new language uh, is a difficult task. But uh, in fact, for me, I, I was actually intrigued by that. And um, I, um, I, I studied the, the German language with love. I've done it with passion. And uh, these, those were uh, the main reason why I, uh, I immigrated to Germany, why I chose Germany as my destination. So coming from Israel, I mean, this is a maybe an ignorant statement. I don't know, but because you know, I mean, with the whole the with the Holocaust and everything that had happened years ago in World War II, 
And, and there's a lot of still very strong feelings around all of that. I mean, I know people from Germany, I know people from Israel, and they still have very strong feelings about what happened. You coming over from Israel to immigrate to Germany, were there any unexpected or even expected hiccups or backlash or pushback? It's an excellent question. Um, you know, as I grew up, I grew up with a lot of negative feelings toward Germany. Uh, I remember as a kid, we used to watch uh, soccer games. Uh, we always hoped that the German team would lose. Uh, we, you know, uh, the whole the, the Holocaust w- was a major uh, impact. Um, and uh, even, you know, even after that, you know, um, they, they, there were movies about Germans. The Germans were always the bad guys. The Americans were the good guys. So it always like, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the thing was that, that people uh, labeled uh, this nation as damaged. Uh, but the thing is, and this is a really, really important part to, to, to understand, the country changed completely. Um, you you got to understand something. Uh, the country uh, itself... Uh, the city. I'm, I'm I'm in Berlin right now, so the city of Berlin was was traumatized uh, during the World War II. Just imagine how how many people lost their lives during the war. After that, uh, the Cold War came, uh, and then um, you had the uh, they built the uh, Berlin Wall, and people were completely separated uh, from their loved ones for many many years. 1989, uh, the wall uh, fell, obviously, and then they they were able to reunite all over again. Mm-hmm. So um, nobody, you know, nobody thought um, about Germany um, as an immigration destination back then. You know, people were, were trying to escape there. They didn't want to to remember everything that happened back then. But everything changed so fast uh, during the, the, uh, the, the, the last three decades that now it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, the whole world is coming to Germany. I see Americans, Canadians, uh, they wa- all want to, to live in Germany because of, of, of the benefits. Um, and I, I mean, I can understand that, uh, but you got to be open-minded. You got to be open-minded. You got you to gotta understand that, that, uh, that people have changed. You know, I, if, if you visit uh, in, in major German cities today, you'll be able to see uh, um, Holocaust Museum in each and every city. So they remember, uh, the, the, furthermore, you know, uh, they are willing to accept the different, the other, um, you have a, a large gay community, for example, and uh, they accept refugees. So the whole country changed in a way that, that you cannot even imagine. And um, it's like they're stating that they are willing to accept. Um, and, and this is the most important part. Now, I heard stories before I came to Germany. I actually visited the country in 2000, 2012 as a tourist. And uh, I, I heard a lot of uh, people who moved there and um, they, they 
all stated that that it's it's a very very good place and and they have tolerance and 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 that's why you know uh, I always say that you got to be open minded. You got to understand that that the world is changing um, and and you gotta you gotta you gotta move forward. You know you cannot you cannot. What does that mean to you? Um, because anyone listening right now or watching can hear that and say, I mean, tolerance means something different to everybody. So for you, can you kind of take a deep dive in those comments about having an open mind and acceptance? Can you, can you talk specifically about that? Because I mean, I know from my perspective, my mind has gone about 15 different directions, which is possible, <laughs> very likely with me. And I'm, and I know my audience pretty well, and I'm sure that their, their mind is going places too. So can you touch on that, please? Yes. So the, the issue of racism, for example, is very, mm. very sensitive here. Uh, the issue of hatred is very, very sensitive. You know, uh, I never experienced uh, an, an anti-Semitism here uh, when I came. On the contrary, uh, they are very, very sensitive. So even if you mention the word uh, racism or uh, anti-Semitism, it's a very, very sensitive issue here. So um, even if there's a suspicion that uh, somebody is, is being racist toward another person, they will take it very, very seriously. Um, that's is it, why. Is it genuine? Of course, I, of course, okay, of course. Well, hold on, though, because that's what's happening in America, where now every word's bad, and you can't say this, and you can't do this, and and you're accepting everything. So now there's nine thousand genders, and there's eighty five different sexualities that used to be kinks. <laughs> I mean, sexuality used to be a kink like all the different things. And now we've got 95 different thing, versions of it. So you can accept yourself out of knowing your identity. You can, ex you can accept so much where you just, you're turning a blind eye to everything where you just accept everything. And then all of a sudden you have a lot of chaos and then evil can come in and start wreaking havoc too. So, I mean, there is a balance and I get it. And I want to make this clear. The reason I'm touching on this is Listen, I I'm I love Jesus with all my heart. And and that for me he is my savior. At the same time, I don't it doesn't affect me for if you're Jewish, if you're Buddhist, if you're atheist, if you're Muslim, like that doesn't change how I feel about you. I don't care if you're gay or bisexual because or transgendered or any of the 95 genders I just made fun of. Because I understand all of it. I kind of went through all that stuff in my life when I didn't know my identity. But I also know that acceptance and the needing to be acceptance also gets to this lackadaisical, not caring attitude that can happen. There's some pitfalls there, too. So in your experience, and I'm not by any means not attacking what you said, but in your experience have you figured out the balance between the tolerance versus just turning a blind eye and letting everything run amok? Well, uh, first of all, it comes from the government. That's why they have a very, very strict uh, regulations regarding the, uh, the racism issue um, in particular. 
let's say this. Tell someone not to be racist. If it's racist, it's a hard issue. Yes, it's but an ignorance I'll, issue. I'll, I'll explain. The government because... telling me that I can't, if I want to be racist or a bigot, who the, who the F is the government to tell me I can or can't be? I, I mean, listen, I lead with love. I love everybody. I just made that point. But I don't need the government to tell me that. No, no, like, what, what I'm saying is, thing, right? What, what I'm saying is, it's this. What I'm okay. saying is, uh, the government doesn't dictate you how to behave. Mm. However, the government has a huge influence over the population. Uh, and therefore, the whole atmosphere that they create, the whole uh, environment is against racism. Now, it's contagious because if huh. you live in a society of, of tolerance and, 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 and uh, acceptance and, and, uh, and peace, you'll become a better person. You'll become a good person. It's contagious, just like evil is contagious, kind heart and, and being kind and being good is also contagious. I, I support way. that 100%. Wow. So, so, so that's, that's what I mean. So uh, it's, it's not backed up only by the government. The population itself, the citizens, are very, very mature uh, nowadays. They, they, they learn sure. from history. And therefore, the whole mindset is, is a different mindset. And, and it, it comes from, from not only from history, but I think due to the fact that a lot of you, you find a lot of foreigners in, in the country, uh, a lot of immigrants coming to Germany all the time. Yeah. So when you have a lot of foreigners, you, I mean, it's, it's, it's unavoidable uh, to, uh, you know, to, to treat them right. You know, the country needs labor force, a young labor force. The country needs to accept them because the population is it's getting older. So everything is combined uh, uh, to make them, uh, everything is built in order to make them feel uh, more at ease and, and, and to help them to integrate. And that's what happened in, in Germany today. Okay. All right. I think I the way that you speak about it really makes it all sound very romantic. But I got to tell you, in America right now, where they just opened the borders and they're letting where they're now in as of January 22nd, if you in America, if you're an essential or non-resident of a state crossing state border, you have to be vaccinated screw that noise that's that to me is that never mind i i can i could uh, okay i have an issue with that um i have an issue being told what i'm supposed to do with my body first of all like that to me is just awful um and but at the same time they're requiring this for american citizens but if you're an immigrant the borders are open and you can get paid and you get money like they have better illegal immigrants have better benefits than actual citizens in the united states that's a fact. That's also BS because we pay taxes. I love, again, some of my closest friends are from different parts of the world that live in America. My favorite thing about living in Florida and Los Angeles was getting to meet people from, even now, Minnesota. 
like getting to meet people from all over the world. I freaking love it. Like even all the Muslims, the, the, the Somalians that immigrated to Minnesota. Um, I, I love them. Like, and we have different beliefs and everything, but I love the Somalian population. I, so I love them that, but what's happening now is not, it doesn't seem ethical. It seems violating. It seems like, well, I mean, they're letting some, there's just a bad stuff happening. So what you're saying makes it sound like this is, it can be done peacefully. It can be done in a, in a way that is fair for everyone involved, including the people that are actually citizens that did it the right way. It, that's not happening here. And so you got a lot of people freaking out right now. I don't, I'm not, I'm not freaking out because it just, I don't live my life like that, but I can see why people are. That said, with what I just told you, did that happen too in Germany? And then there was like a, a settling figure, like there's a, there's a period of time where it's, everything's getting settled in and there's some rocky, there's rocky moments and it's a little awkward and sometimes it doesn't go so well, but eventually it just kind of smooths itself out. Is that what America should expect with this immigration infusion that we have right now? Or do you think it's something else? Okay. You, you got to separate between Germany and the U S because there are two different, completely different countries. Okay, I understand that, but we are heading into a very different type of government. And right now, the governments of the world are all kind of uniting around the same ideology, which is a one-world currency and a one-world government. That is where we're heading. That's the whole, I mean, again, I, I can spend hours on that subject alone. But now we're all, everyone's kind of in cahoots and working together that's on the same team. So we are modeling what Germany is doing in America. So I know they're different countries, but we're all kind of doing the same things right now. So now say what you were going to say. All right. Well, what I'm saying is uh, our world is obviously changing. Yes. All right. Um, our world is changing um, at a very fa fast pace. Let's start with this. Yeah. But still, um, if you look at Germany, and Germany uh, has a different policy uh, regarding immigration. Let, let's start with the immigration policies. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., they have a very, very strict uh, immigration policies. Uh, it used to be, it used to be, now, now hear, hear this for a second. Uh, okay. It used to be easier when you came to the state in the 70s 80s or 90s but now they altered the whole uh, uh, immigration uh, policies completely uh, and it's getting uh, uh, harder to immigrate to the states um, if you of course if you compare it uh, to uh, to other times all right now uh, that's why I'm, I'm saying you cannot uh, if you like look at immigration, uh, the concept of the immigration will always re remain the same, but the policies are a bit different from one country to another. All right. Uh, now, the, the, the thing is, uh, as I mentioned, Germany is willing to accept now. Now, uh, for, for various reasons, you know, um, also, as I mentioned, the, uh, the fact that the, its population is getting older, uh, they, they need a uh, young labor force, they are willing to accept refugees. I'm sure you heard that a lot of refugees are now coming to Germany. So there are different, that's why um, 
that's why you, you will not be able to compare between the US and Germany. Uh, now, now, once again, you mentioned the whole uh, vaccination uh, thing that's going on right now. Uh, but, but of course, you know, here we also, uh, they also encourage you to, to, uh, to, to get the vaccine, of course. Um, they, they all have the same interest of, of, of you getting the vaccine. But uh, if we're talking, if we're focusing on immigration policies, there are different immigration policies. I'm not getting into the whole pandemic and the vaccine regulations. I'm talking now only about the immigration topic. Sure, I get it. But they tie together. They tie together now. And it's unavoidable. And I do disagree with you on it being hard to get into America because they've literally opened the borders. They're coming in by the hundreds and thousands now. And that's not... they. I don't know what the news is like there. Of course, the news in America lies every every one of them are just it's just propaganda meant to divide us and confuse us. It's not honest. There's nothing about it that's real. Can't speak for where you live, but they literally have opened the borders where it is a floodgate where they're giving people that have been separated from their families four hundred thousand dollars that came here illegally. They're giving. They're literally letting anyone in without being vaccinated, without being checked, and and then they're getting benefits once they're here. That is what this government has done. That is not, there's nothing ethical or right about that. And, and it does factor into the pandemic because, well, if your people are worried about it spreading, which one is it? You want to be vaccinated to stop the spread? Then if that's the case, then what about the, the, the people coming over that are immigrants? But well, but if you're not worried about them, then why does everyone else have to be vaccinated? It, the, the hypocrisy in the in the rules that they're throwing out. Of course, they contradict their own words every single day. So uh, maybe it it is that you the information that you have is coming from a source that maybe has a different agenda. But the the facts and the reality are that America is in, in flooded. It flooded by immigrants that are coming here illegally. That is not good for any country. It can't. Well, well, well maybe maybe you're right, uh, because I'm not very uh, familiar with what's happening right now as we speak, uh, because things are changing very, very fast. But uh, very fast. if you take a look uh, at, uh, let's, let's take a look uh, a decade ago, uh, um, with the whole, uh, your last administration, for example. You know, uh, it's it's things are changing. Maybe now with a new uh, government, uh, things are, are starting to change. But uh, I'm talking in general. You know, if yeah. you take a look at the country, you know, you had the uh, you had the uh, chain migration in the '60s. Then uh, uh, my uncle, for example, he immigrated to to the states in the '70s, and it was uh, mo- uh, much more easier. Then they uh, they started to have more. Uh, let's say they they. Uh, they had more uh, complicated uh, policies and, uh, you know, people who already live lots of many, many years in the States are not able to get residency. For example, there are so many different stories uh, because there are very, there, there were very, very strict rules. And now uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I can tell you about the the, the, the the immigration policies here. I'm not sure what's going on in, in, in the U.S. right now. You You know better than me. But uh, 
if we take a look at the history of the U.S. immigration, mm -hmm. you'll be able to see a pattern, a pattern that states, a pattern that that uh, makes it uh, not that easy to immigrate to the states uh, if you compare, uh, you know, periods of time, different sure. periods of time. And that's what 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 I, I I've meant. Okay, all good. I'm gonna actually go back to something that I feel led to ask. Being from the Holy Land, where the the three main religions are right there, what is your perspective on coming from that, seeing religions at war, religions at peace, religions at war, religions at peace, and very similar belief systems, but, you know, certain differences that are important. From your perspective, what is that like growing up in the Holy Land? And I mean, I know you immigrated elsewhere, but when you see these different religions and these different belief systems, how does that, what kind of impression did that make on you growing up? Well, uh, you know, I I didn't grow up in a in a religious family. Um, so in the Holy Land, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, most. This is why I'm asking the question because I would have okay, never known. Okay, now I'm going to surprise you. Most okay. of, of the population, uh, most of the people are not religious. You know, there are there are many many uh, take it very very seriously. Yeah. Uh, but the, the majority are uh, are not religious. That's so. So do they have faith? Okay, if they're not religious, but do they have? Do they like? Are they people of faith still? Because there are different. There is there is differences. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. I think you you you. It's a modern society after all. So it really uh, it really depends. It really depends. Uh, it really depends. But but the majority are not one hundred percent religious. They have faith. Yeah, uh, but. They're not like going to synagogues uh, every every weekend. Uh, I mean, some do, of course. Is that but... because they see the BS in some of it? Is that what it is? They get to see the hypocrisy up close? Is that what it is or what is it? Well, I think, uh, you know, eventually it's, it's very diverse. The country is very diverse. So you have, uh -huh. you, you have a lot of, Opinions, let's say this. <laughs> and I don't know if you visited, but uh, not yet, not okay. yet. But um, yeah, that, that that's it. So I'm I'm not myself. You know, for me it was not that. I I, I mean I didn't. Uh, it didn't uh, have any influence on me on my life as I grew up there. I mean I didn't really thought about it deeply. Um, I didn't really. I mean. Of course, I knew all of the the, the holy places, the uh, sure. the importance of, of those places, but for me, just it was like you know uh, a regular thing, you know. Okay, one last ridiculous question about that: the holy places. Do they really feel holy when you're, you're talking about the, the Christian holy places? Any of them? Because I'm not. Gonna, I'm listen. I don't knock people's faith here. I that's not what I do. I have my faith. But it's a personal relationship, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, no, no, it, yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, I guess you when you wander around, uh, you have like a unique uh, feeling, I guess. Uh, 
it really depends. Uh, Jerusalem in, in particular, I guess it's very, very nice. Um, there, let's say you, there are, th those places are places with history. Every yeah. time, I'm sure you, you, you traveled outside of the States, uh, every time when you, when you walk around, uh, when you wander around places uh, that uh, have a lot of history, uh, there is kind of like uh, a different environment. You feel like, uh, wow, a lot of stuff and what uh, was happened here. So uh, you, you feel the uniqueness, let's say this. I can appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that. Erez, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow your journey, where they can buy your book. Uh, just, yeah, promote anything you want to promote. Yeah, well, the book is actually my own memoir, first of all, I like to state. Uh, as I arrived uh, in Germany with uh, absolutely no connection, only with a suitcase. And uh, I tell my story there. And this book is meant to help the immigrants. It has um, actually, I when I when I started to write the book, I, I stated, uh, I actually asked, is it possible to immigrate? And what does it take to immigrate? There is something that I called an immigration spirit. And you got to believe in yourself if you want to, to achieve it. That's because the journey is not going to be easy. And therefore, uh, you know, during the journey, you see a lot of people from different backgrounds, immigrants like, like, like yourself, um, they don't necessarily have a, a formal education, but they all have the immigration spirit. So um, with that said, I think that in order to, to succeed in immigration process, you, have, you need to have like a certain character. You need to be strong mentally. You need to know what, exactly what you're getting into. And um, some of the insights you'll be able to read in the book are um, specific uh, are meant for, for, for the readers to understand uh, exactly what does it take to immigrate, uh, mm -hmm. about uh, immigration policies in Germany, and about uh, the mentality of the immigrant. So, um, so the book is actually called Berlin's Immigration Secrets. Uh, it, it's, it's available uh, on Amazon. Uh, both the uh, paperback and the uh, the Kindle version. Uh, me myself, I'm uh, I also have a profile in Goodreads.com. It's a platform that uh, allows authors to connect with their work and also uh, answers other other uh, also connect with other uh, uh, readers. And you can find me there. You can ask me anything. Um, I provide free consultations. So uh, be my guest if you are passionate about immigration. Uh, if you uh, you really wonder what it's like to live elsewhere, uh, you'll be able to find the book very, very interesting. I also like to state another thing. I want to state, and this is really important for all of the viewers slash listeners that, that are with us today. Uh, and this is another important message. The fact, uh, Joshua, the fact that you were born in a certain country, you were born and raised in a certain country, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to live there for the rest of your life. And this is what I wanted to deliver. This is what I want people to know. Because you create your own fate. Hmm. If you want to achieve something, just go for it. You know, step off, out of your comfort zone. You can achieve anything. And lo as long as you have fate, like you, Joshua, and I know you have fate, hmm. as long as you're healthy mentally, physically, 
it's all about you it's all about your desires it's all about uh it's all about w- whatever you want to do joshua you can achieve it and this yeah. is the main message that i wanted to deliver uh writing this book i think i think it's important and i i lo- i listen i love what you're about and and i and i love your heart for those uh you know for other immigrants because I would imagine that it's, especially with some of the stuff that's coming, I would imagine that this is, there's going to be some really hard and pressing times for people. And there's a lot of people that, you know, I mean, part of one of the problems with in the human, one of the problems for human trafficking victims is a lot of them are, when they're taken, they're put into a country they don't know. And it makes survival in a language they don't speak. It makes survival and trust very very complicated imagine the same thing when you lose your home and now you're in a different country and where you know maybe the citizens of that country may not be that welcome they may not be excited about having you and there's a lot of uncertainty and so i appreciate the fact that you've taken your own experience your intellectual property what you went through in your own life and you're now using it to help others in my book that that that's doing God's work. So God bless you for that. I appreciate you, bro. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Joshua. My yes, pleasure. Sir. Talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Hey, Rose, everybody. That was great. I, it was very interesting. And um, I really appreciated getting to hear what it was like from the other side of the world. Um because, you know, immigration, you, this is, I mean, I'm sure some of you have all kinds of thoughts about this because you're watching from different parts of the world. So you have your own experiences. So feel free uh, to comment, to share, to email, whatever you want to do. There's lots of ways to contact us. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Like, what are your, what's your experience with immigration? You know, and and don't just say those of you in America, like, well, I had somebody that was mowing my yard or <laughs> they did the, the bathroom. No, I mean, I'm talking about like, come on, be real with me. Uh, I'd love to hear your experience with this. And uh, you guys check out his book. I mean, a lot of you are threatening to leave America anyway. So <laughs> you're going to be immigrating to a different country. Pick up his book. Anyway, you guys have a blessed holiday. Uh, thank you so much. Wherever you're watching around the world, if you're supporting the Live Model Worldwide uh, Multimedia Broadcast Network, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for supporting our network because it helps us support other people. But if you're watching on social media, listening on the podcast networks or radio, uh, thank you so much. Appreciate your support, regardless of how you're viewing. And uh, you guys check Erez out. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a good day.